You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode number seventy-six. We have Chewy Photo with us today. If you don't know Chewy's work, oh my god, you gotta go check it out. It's so good. He's been blowing up lately. He puts in so much work. You can see just how creative he is. You can see how he puts his heart out there. And I always say, like, if you get into your own flow, you're creating work that you love and you're proud of it, and you're putting it out there. The universe always rewards you, and people take notice. So there's a reason why people are gravitating to his work right now, and it's because it is just so beautiful. There's so many questions you want to ask. How does someone get people so comfortable in front of the camera? How does someone get so comfortable with their creativity and expressing themselves? So I'm going to ask Chewie all those hard questions today. So I'm really excited. There's so much value. Seriously, I think Chewie is the most requested person for the podcast right now. And I believe this is probably one of the best episodes that we've ever recorded. So we're dropping some fire and I'm excited that you're part of it. Hey, don't forget the six-figure business map, my signature course for wedding photographers. If you want to level up your business in 2021, it's almost open for enrollment once again. We're having a launch party on the 18th of January, 2021, and I want you to be part of it. We're going to have guest speakers. We're hiring a venue. We want to make this thing bigger and better than ever, and we really just want to celebrate welcoming people in. People that want to level up their business in 2021, they want a coach in their corner, they want some masterminds, and they want to take this stuff serious. They want to have that bigger, better life. And I want to be there with my community to help you guys. So if that sounds like something that you just have to get a part of, definitely head over. And hey, if you're not going to join the Six Figure Business Map, it doesn't matter, still register for it. Get on to that wait list because I think this launch party is going to be something that you shouldn't miss anyway. And it's going to be tons, you know me, tons of free, valuable content. We've got guest speakers, we've got giveaways, we've got everything happening. So we're making waves in the photography industry and I want you to be there. So head over to jialong.co and you can register there on the wait list. And once you do that, I'll email you all the next steps. So you're going to be part of the exclusive club that knows what's happening, knows when this party's going down. So without further to do, let's jump in and have a chat. Everybody has been asking to get Chewy on my podcast, most popular guy going around and he's finally on the podcast. I've got him here right now. I've finally nailed him down, getting on the emails, making sure that he can't get away from me. And um, (laughs) welcome, man. How are you? Good, good, man. Doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. It's an honor. Honor to finally meet you. Of course. It's so good to um, follow you on Instagram, seeing you going from stride to stride and doing all the projects that you're working on. And it's incredibly inspiring for me. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I always like to keep my hands full with so many things. I like to think it keeps me out of trouble, which is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, um, for the listeners that are just learning who you are, could you take us on a little bit of a journey and tell us how you made your break and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely, man. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Chewy. It's spelled C-H-U-Y. A lot of people, when they, you know, when I send out my email or when it comes to like a regular email contract invoice or whatever it is, my actual legal name comes up, which is Jesus. And so where that nickname comes from, because that's what if you meet another Jesus, 
that's typically the popular nickname that you're going to come by is Chewy. And so where that nickname comes from, I have no idea. I've tried Google searching, searching it. Some people think it comes from like Chewbacca from like Star Wars. And it, it, it kind of goes into like this deep thread of like Reddit and all that stuff. <laughs> but I, I say that because my first wedding that I ever photographed, uh, I remember I was leading the the group into like the sunset photos time and the whole bridal party was behind me along with a couple and they were just following me i was taking the lead and i remember this whole time i kept hearing like jesse jesse like jesse and i remember i just looked like a, i just looked up to the sky and i took a deep breath and i was like dang it like i hope they're not referring to me and sure enough i had the groom he came up to me he like tapped my shoulder he's like hey man we're calling you and I was like, oh, I just like, I gave a huge sigh like that. I was like, oh, I was like, that's not my name. I was like, my name's Jesus. At the time, I didn't have really a business name. I was just like shooting my first wedding for $200 and was like, cool, like I'm getting paid to do this. And so I remember like, I still remember it to this day and I just felt so shitty about it. Because I was like, dang, like my whole life I've dealt with that. Whenever I had substitute teachers and everything, it'd always be like, Jesus. I mean, not he's, I'm sorry, it'd be like Jesus. That was, I don't know if they're trying to get a joke out of it or a laugh or whatnot, but it was like Jesus or it'd be like Jesse or Jess. And I was like, dang, like, no. Like, so when I heard that, I was like, it just like stuck with me. Like, and it just hurt me so bad. And I remember when I got into my car and my family told me, hey, like, how did the wedding go? Everyone was called, like, texting me, like, Chewy, like, hey, Chewy, like, how'd the wedding go? And I just like took another deep breath and I was like, you know what? That's gonna be my that's gonna be my name. And so again, I didn't have a business name at the time. So I just immediately changed my Instagram to Tree Photo. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna stick this out and see see if it sticks anywhere and I'll come up with the business name later. And then four years later, that's it's been Tree Photo ever since and that's just been you know chewy has been something that people still ha kind of have a hard time trying to either pronounce it or what it what it is some people say like chai chew choi that's a big popular one that people say but yeah <laughs> i like to think that this name kind of sticks into people's brains when when they hear it so now now it's a good feeling yeah and i, I say that because to that little like story because i think for me when i'm connecting with my couples that's a huge thing for me. It's like learning their names. How I remember, or even now, like when I get out of my car and I'm walking up to their door, like I'm saying their names over and over and over again in my head, just nonstop until I, like, I make sure that now even like have them repeat it just to make sure that, you know, I'm saying it correctly and all that. And so that that's just huge for me because I've dealt with it my whole life. And I think if you call someone by their name respectfully, they're going to treat you with the utmost respect and it goes a long way for sure. Yeah, I absolutely believe that, man. I've had a lot of um, a lot of problem with my name over the years as well, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally feel you. So it's really cool. It's really cool seeing like all the different things that you do and how you are, I don't know, like you're working your business, you're working your life and you just seem to be leaving everything. So right now, like I know you're a new dad. I know you've got a new house. I know you're working on a book or you just brought out a book. I know that you're shooting couples and weddings and literally doing tattoos. You're literally doing everything right now. Mm -hmm. And um, how does that feel for you right now? Like, you know, sort of smashing everything together, but also 
being comfortable with just like taking charge of life and um and having a good time like that oh man well first off you know thank you so much for for all those sweet words but yeah as you can see i'm i'm in my like new studio slash baby room my my new studio is currently being built so i'm i'm in the baby room for now and this is where i'm at so my little guy and i are just jamming out in here from time to time but i think as i mentioned before and i was talking to you i like taking so much on at the same time because especially when when i'm in control of things and i know that i i have full creativity and control of what i can do with it i like to push boundaries I feel like that's always been the biggest thing for me is being able to push boundaries. Uh, I mean, people who aren't familiar with my work and who now see my work, they can see that I've I've really pushed boundaries with the couples photography that I do now and stuff. And I think I've always been competitive, not with other people, but more so with myself. I've always had this vision in my head of wanting to succeed at at least everything that I like try to dabble into and what I can do with it. And again, pushing my limits and seeing how far I can take it. And I think with being so competitive with myself, it has allowed me to, you know, get a new house and continue, you know, doing what I do and, you know, gaining couples trust and in, in the type of work that I do, especially now, even with like tattooing as well too, you know. Man, it's, it's so good. And like, just to sort of push that home for the listeners, you know, so many people compete with other people and it never, literally never gets you anywhere in the creative field. But when you yeah. compete with yourself and with every single person I've ever interviewed and I've talked to that compete with themselves, they always are in the new league because when you compete with yourself, you're only looking at what you've done before. And it's also like the limitless of what you believe that you can do. And you're always striving for that. So it's so important to always be competing with yourself and being in your own lane like that. Yeah, man. I, I, 1000% agree with you on that. I mean, half the time, I mean, especially now, like I try to stay away from social media as much as possible. Like, I don't know what what's happening in the wedding industry in the nicest way possible. I just don't care what what's happening in the industry. Because again, like you mentioned, people you talk to who are competitive with themselves, they like to stay in their own lane and try to break boundaries through that. And so that's kind of what I'm, where I'm at right now, where I'm just constantly trying to study my work and figure out what I can do to continuously tell better stories with the couples that I create or like have better experiences with them. Like now I'm tattooing my couples along with, you know, photographing them that same day. And so I'm trying to figure out boundaries of how far I can push my limits with photographing them for like three plus hours and then now tattooing them for another three hours. And so just constantly on the go, you know, trying to figure out how to constantly evolve that experience for them. That's really cool. Would you consider yourself a little bit of a control freak when it comes to your creativity and what you do? <laughs> yeah, man. You're the first one who's ever like mentioned that. I'm always in my head I'm like, yeah, like I, I like to take control of it, but no one's ever kind of brought it out until now, which is amazing. Yeah, I am totally a control freak when it comes to it. I like to always tell my couples to give me maybe full creative control with it. And I mean, now my couples always email me saying, you know, we trust you, whatever it is you want to do or create or experiment with, like we're totally down for. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> so it's a good feeling knowing that I can have full, full control over it, you know? Man, I, I'm with you 100%. Like I, I'm also a control freak. That's the thing, you know? And yeah. I've heard stories with like, when I look at the most creative people that do crazy things, 
for instance, someone like Wes Anderson, the director. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about him and stories, they always say that they walk off set, they can't work with him, it's too hard, he's too particular, he's too much in control. But the end result is he doesn't compromise on his vision and then you get a whole new genre of like movies called, you know, Wes Anderson or the Anderson look. And right, right. That can only happen when it's like someone has that control. And I think, you know, I, I actually think it's really important to be in control. I think it's really hard being creative and being out of control, to be honest. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And what, what you mentioned about like Wes Anderson uh, with people working with him and he doesn't want to compromise that vision. I think that's very important as well, too, with whatever it is that we do in the past as I was sort of developing my style and going towards it, I kind of felt at the mercy of of my couples, even though like we're the artists in the end. And we obviously, I always think about it as coming in as a blank canvas with the couples, the location we're at, whether it's like a wedding, an elopement, a steamy session that I do, it's a blank canvas and it's your job to make that story happen in the best way possible. And I think if couples sort of start putting X, Y, and Z limits on you, I think that can really mess up or like at least mess with your mind so much of all the ideas you had planned to where now you feel like this whole story is just, you know, it's just completely a waste of time because now it's like you're now put in a box and you have to stay in that box or else, you know, you're done kind of thing. And so that was really hard to kind of try to break out of and try to really, like I mentioned, I love having those emails now where my couples are like, whatever you want to do, we completely trust you. and we'll go with the flow and all that stuff, which is amazing. Man, like I know there's a few people in my community that want me to ask you and they'll be sitting there going like, please ask him, please ask him. How do you get your couple so comfortable? Right. So first of all, from my perspective, like um, listening to you talk, the importance of the name, that to me, when you said something like that, because I believe that, but that, that says to me that you care so much about even the small thing of how much they'll feel when you say their name and how they resonate with things like that. So I've got a bit of a feeling, you know, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, <laughs> down that yeah. route. No, definitely for sure, man. So, I mean, with, that's like the number one question that people always ask me, like no matter if it's another creative in the industry or just even my couples when they like, so like, how did you make this couple feel so comfortable in this setting? Or like, you know, they start looking at their, at the couple's photos on my Instagram and all that stuff. And while I do have something actually in the works for that, that will be coming out soon later next year, I'll kind of dive in Ooh, just, just, just a little secrets. bit into it. Yeah, just dive in a little You'll bit. You'll have to, to get of... back on the podcast when you launch it. Okay, definitely, for sure, man. Uh, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely answer a question for, you know, give you a little answer for that. And I think one of the biggest things is to put yourself into your couple's shoes. Um, as you mentioned about the whole name aspect of things, that's obviously I, I have a personal, re, you know, connection with that because I've dealt with it my whole life. And so, as far as like even just as simple as a little name, like if you get that name wrong, or if you're like, if you're about to say a name and it's at the tip of your tongue, I think like, and I've noticed it too, like when I either if I've like had like workshops or if I've gone a second shot with someone. And I see them like trying to like, you know, say their name where they know it's about to come out wrong. And it's just like, ah, uh, and they're like, say your name again. In my mind, I put myself in a couple of shoes and it's like, dang, like, it's just as simple as like John or like Mary or something. You could have just said it a couple more times or 
just taking a step back from being a photographer and then being like your subjects or the couple and just be like human beings and interact with one another for a little bit to have these genuine conversations to then now remember their names and that can go such a long way when you're photographing. And so when I say putting yourself in people's shoes, I learned that from my grandmother. When she was alive, that was one of the biggest things that she taught my mother. My mother taught me and my sisters. And they're like, I don't care like who you are, what skill set you have, or what level of success or no success you have, or whatever it is. I never want you to see yourself above someone else. Like always put yourself in their shoes, you know, and just hear them out. And whatever it is that they're going through or what they're feeling, be in their shoes and see why they're in that position or just be able to connect with them on a more personal level. And so that's something that I really do when I'm with my couples. As I mentioned earlier, I'm, I shoot with my couples like three plus hours. And so that's a huge thing that I do prior to even shooting. Like I'll show up an hour before my sessions even start. I don't even tell my couples that either. I just like show up. <laughs> they're like, oh, you're here early. Or like, they're barely like having like lunch or brunch or they're barely about to get in the shower. I'm like, oh, like, don't worry. Like, I'm just here like chilling. And like, I'll crack open a beer with them or I'll have my coffee with them. And I'll just like walk the property or, you know, try to find my light and see where I'm going to start kind of game plan. You know, that creative freak in me or that control freak in me kind of starts coming into play at that point. But I think the biggest thing is to like genuinely connect with your couples prior to just like showing up and be like, hey, like, here's my start time. Let's go. You know, I think that was always such a huge, also big jump for me is I, I would shadow other photographers when I was barely starting out. And I would notice like, you know, they were like, okay, like you have like two minutes and we're like done. And I was like, oh man, like if you would have taken at least five minutes, I'm sure you would have gotten like more of those shots that you, you wish you would have gotten that you're telling me you didn't get. And so that's when, when I made that switch of like, I think I'm going to have more of a connection with my couples. That's really where it kind of started skyrocketing the storytelling aspect of things. When my couples started kind of, you know, I started breaking their walls down even more and really started getting those genuine reactions and emotions out of it. It sounds like you have a lot of empathy and also you don't mind showing your vulnerabilities. Like when you got into the show and you're telling your story simply even about your name, I know not everyone does connect on that level. And so us two, we can talk really quickly on a deeper level, even if it is just surface stuff, but it feels deeper because I think like when you are in that zone, when you do, like your grandmother said, like feeling that empathy for other people being in their shoes and then also being able to show vulnerability if people are supposed to show you vulnerability. I feel like that's really helped you create that space, you know, like people gravitate towards you and they're feeling comfortable. Yeah, no, definitely. And then also kind of going off of that, it's just, just genuinely being nice to people, man. That definitely goes like such a long way. I've met other creatives in the industry and stuff. If And even if like I've been very shy to like talk to people I'm, I'm normally like a quiet person very shy i always say that like if i'm in a coffee shop with like so many other people you'll usually find me in the corner like sitting by myself on my computer usually with my headphones on i probably won't talk to anyone unless someone else comes and talk to me you know and so i've met other people within the industry where even as simple as like hi just kind of felt very off and very forced very fake. And so I think just genuinely being nice to people and just, again, just showing the empathy, man, that's, that'll take you 
farther than like anything, you know, the goal for me also too, is I think what people, it's, it's kind of hard, man, because people think that like, if they, people sometimes think that there's like a magic sentence or words that I say to my couples that, that immediately like breaks down their wall or immediately gets them to be naked. Cause obviously I photograph a lot of naked people. And so I, I think people need to really kind of take a step back and, and realize, is it the, the sex sales that I want to kind of document? Is that the reason why I'm going into this kind of genre of photography? Or do I genuinely care about people's stories? The storytelling for me, is like everything. For me, like that's one of the biggest things when I'm photographing couples is that it's on my contact form that like, what is your vision for the session? And if I don't have a vision for it, or if I don't, necessarily align with that vision of what you're trying to create that I'm, I may not be the best artist for you at that point, or I may not be able to tell that story the way that you wanted me to tell it. And so therefore I need to like refer you out to someone who can tell that story for you in the best way possible, you know? Did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstone Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 US off a Pepperstone copywriting package, so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash Pepperstone. That's jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. Yeah, it's funny because so many people would ask you like, what's the secret recipe? What's the words and stuff? But like me meeting you and seeing you and talking to you and me seeing your work is like, oh, that's obviously his work. It's a representation of yourself, your creativity, what you're trying to envision, what story you're trying to tell and you're having fun with it. Like you can see that and people forget that sometimes, you know, being true to yourself and creating the story that you want to be telling. Yeah, definitely, man. Hey, so bringing it back to creativity, I know with everything that you do, there's a big creative element involved and, and it comes down to like, um, I've just seen on your Insta stories, you're just like painting your door, you're <laughs> printing a book, you know, you're doing all these couple sessions, you are branding yourself, like you're, you're creating like little stickers and merch and you're wearing a hat right now, yeah. you're wearing your own merch and stuff like that. So I want to know like the creative process for you because you obviously find creativity and fun in everything that you do. Like it doesn't look like you're shying away from any aspect of your business thinking, oh, it's got to be like everyone else's. It's, I feel like you're just going all in of just like, hey, this is what I want to do. Like yeah. tell me a little bit about the process of you doing everything there. Yeah, man. So I uh, kind of going back to when I first started photography, you know, obviously I feel like when we start off, we got to find our source of inspiration. So we start following along what other people are doing. And so I'm guilty of doing that. And I would study other people's logos and kind of see what, what they were doing that was sticking to me that I really enjoyed. And so I think for like the first, maybe like six months of photography, I had this like basic logo of like an aperture, little like vector art. And I think in the middle of it was like pine trees or something. And that was like my logo, you know, rose gold <laughs> was like the color, like the main color with mixing with gray and, and black and stuff. And I remember one day looking at it 
And even when I was shooting like bigger weddings, people would ask me for my business card. And I felt so embarrassed, like giving that out to them. And I was like, yeah, I don't <laughs> like that's, that was already a, a sign for me is to like, to change it up and like be authentic. Because if I felt embarrassed giving that out, I wonder what they were thinking when they were receiving that. And so for one, too, like I wasn't even near any pine trees or any of like the PNW vibes. <laughs> I don't even know what, like I'm in the desert, I'm, I'm in LA <laughs> desert living, you know? And so I was like, where, 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 where'd I get that from? I knew I had to change it up. And so one of my good friends, he's done all of my branding logos. And when I was thinking about how I want to stay true to myself, like forever, no matter if it's, if this business of photography evolves into like now tattooing and so forth into other things, I have to make sure that it all like blends in together. So I really thought about it that far, like in advance of like, if, if I'm changing it or like if I'm going to, I'm going to stick to it forever. And so I remember I was like drawing out different like ideas, writing things out, what I liked, what I didn't like. And I remember looking down at my leg because I was wearing shorts. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a fanatic of like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 90s themed shows and all that stuff. And so I have like a full on leg sleeve of like portraits from iconic 90s characters. I have the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I have Steve Urkel. I have Uncle Phil, Jeffrey the Butler, Carlton on the back of my calf. And so immediately when I looked at like my leg, I was like, you know what? I think this is it. I was like, I need to do something with 90s and have that be my thing. I was like, no one else is doing that. Um, at least like to my knowledge, I didn't see anyone else dabbling into that stuff. And so that's what I needed to like make my mark and put it for that. And so the minute I released my logo, which kind of resembles the Freshman to Bel Air logo, that was like it for me. I was like, cool. And so when I started posting that, I just immediately felt so comfortable giving that business card out, telling people who I am, what I'm about and all that stuff. And so later on, as I like kept evolving with my photography, I noticed that I really love playing off of what other logos are from like iconic shows that I've like watched. So like for this one, for example, this is from the movie Holes. I know like I should probably bring up his name because I know he's in like deep shit right now with Shia LaBeouf and, and all that stuff. If you're familiar with that Disney Channel movie, that's like where this kind of like logo came from. And even when I started creating my workshops, now my book and all that stuff, I wanted it to all fall into the umbrella of like me, of like who I am. And so therefore I started coming up with different themes for every single workshop just to make it fun but still have it under the umbrella of who I am. And so everyone who's like sees these logos, sees the book now, it's all a representation of who I am and who I've been for the past four years of doing this. I guess it also comes back almost to tattooing because tattooing is like, there's always different themes, but when it comes from the same artist, you can always tell. And it's funny because you're using like logos like that. It's, it's almost the same thing. It's like you can have tons of different logos, but at the same time, whenever you release one, you can tell that it's like where it actually comes from and originates from. And so it's still on brand, if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, I love what you said about giving out your card and not being confident and not loving it and even feeling embarrassed because I know so many people do that, you know, like they have a website, they've copied someone else, they're, they're like, whatever it is, they just didn't do it true to them. And then, so of course, 
they're not like energized to throw out this card and go like, this is me, this is what I do. And it's, I think it's like such a liberating feeling when you finally get to a place where you're like, you know what, I'm doing this for me. And that's all that matters. I don't want validation from anybody else. And I think you just become so much more proud of what you do. And then the knock-on effect is when you're proud of it, other people love it because they love to see the confidence that oozes out of somebody that's created something. And people want to know, like, what is this guy drinking? Like, how does he get to where he is? And what is he doing? And like, really, the root of it all is like just going back to being, you know, comfortable to put yourself out there in every aspect of whatever you're doing. Yes, definitely, man. And that's, I think that's a huge thing too, with like people who aren't necessarily confident in giving out their business card, or if they feel like they've copied someone else's website. I think what amazes me is whenever I'm speaking to other creatives, I always ask them like, when was the last time you took a day or two to yourself to really just like, really like power off on everything, like leave Instagram for the day or two or more and just really think about like who you are and what you want to do and write that out like it's just blows my mind as to how many people say that it's been so long since they've done that or like that was like the beginning stages of like their career and now they're years in and they still don't know who they want to be or where they want to go with their business and so that's always one thing that i feel like has helped me is that i mean i'm on instagram but as much as I enjoy interacting with everyone who follows me and engages in my work, I very much so love being outside of that app and just being present in the moment now, especially with now with my wife and my kids and just figuring out like, what's the next step? You know, like I mentioned, I'm very competitive with myself. So I'm like, okay, I did this. What's next? You know? Yeah. And you say that you just created that book. Like, how does that look for you in bringing all your stuff together? So it's just like another piece of the puzzle, like another creative outlet where you're just going like, hey, so I want to furthermore my reach of whatever I'm creating and and this is it. Yeah. So with the whole book itself, the concept or the name of it actually actually came like last year. I remember I was kind of starting to present the idea of wanting to have my own book published. And yeah, I was like, what would I call it? Or what would I include in it? You know, I knew that I wanted to include a wide variety of people. And that just so happened that a wide variety of people are in the book, but they're all naked. You know, that was the biggest thing too, is ensuring that I can show different types of body sizes and shapes, different colors, people loving on either each other, uh, whatever it is, but just showing just a whole spectrum of like different types of people, you know? And so when it came down to actually the production aspect of things, it was more so of, for me, as I mentioned, storytelling is so huge for me. And so being so stuck on like Instagram with like showcasing the, the 10 best of the best that tell their story. Now it was like, well, now I have, 112 pages how can i tell either everyone's story because that was the biggest battle for me it's like can i authentically tell everyone's story that i just photographed for a whole month straight i dedicated to just photographing different couples from all over the world to make this happen can i really tell their story or can i really include all their images and then i think i kept falling into that rhythm of like my habits of already doing it on instagram 
And so as I started piecing these images together, I started realizing that these are all a representation of who I am. This is all like a self-portrait or like this is my story that I'm building out. And obviously the title of the book is called But Where. So B-U-T-T comma where question mark. It's almost like a dad joke pun. It's <laughs> like, you know, but all the butts that I like photograph. And then where is like the idea with the book concept. It was essentially coming up with different editions of the book, where being the location. And I wanted to do it in Joshua Tree because I'm always out there um, at the park or just within the area, just photographing. And now I live near the park, which is amazing. And so I knew that when I started piecing these together, I knew that that aware in the title started hitting me a lot harder. And it was like, well, this is a representation of who I am because of where I have been in my business, where I'm at right now, and where I want to be in the future. So this book itself has so many different images and trials and errors of different photographs that I like. There's moments where I just literally would pop on like a candlelight or some sort of like light and just photograph the couple in that source of light. And so it was like a whole creative challenge for myself to make this happen. And so, yeah, that's kind of where, where the, the kind of book kind of just fell into place of it being what it is now. I can't wait to get a copy of this book, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'll have to send it out to you. <laughs> hey, um, talking about but where, so we talked about when, you know, you first started out, the vision that you got, how you kind of grew. And then we also talked about how you're always chasing a future self. Like you've got a vision of like where you're going to go. Like even when you did your logos, like where could that go and where could you take it and what could you do? So I want to know right now, like how you feel right now with your career and and how things are progressing. Like, are you somewhere or are you on your way to somewhere? Oh, very good questions, man. I love that so much. I feel like with me shooting for four years now, I'm nowhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm nowhere. I have nobody. <laughs> no, but I mean, I in a way, I'm serious. I feel like I'm just now figuring out who I am and what my style is even after four years of just constant trial and error. And I feel like that's what we do as artists. Every session we do, we just experiment to try to get out of the habit of constantly doing the same poses or whatever. Or even if we have to shoot at the same venue location or whatever it is, you have to obviously come up with different ideas to make it stronger and a better story. And so I feel like I'm just now figuring it out to where I, I feel really nice of where I'm at with, the type of art that I'm creating. And that took four years to like get to a place where I'm like, oh, like this feels really nice. But I don't want to feel too comfortable being in that in that like headspace. I want to like feel it for a little bit, which I have been and I have been enjoying it. And now it's like cool. Like I've enjoyed it. Let's move on. And now let's kick it up a notch. So in terms of kicking it up a notch where where I want to be, it's oh man, I feel like the possibilities are endless with what we can do as artists, you know, pushing boundaries, pushing ourselves, pushing our limits and all that stuff. And so I feel like now that I've enjoyed this moment of like, ah, it's almost like that refreshing, like, ah, I figured it out. Now it's like, okay, let's, let's start all over. Let's, let's kick it up a notch kind of thing. And so where that notch kind of comes into, I don't know what that looks like yet. I know I've always, I've always said it. And I feel like it's, it's sort of coming where I've always, now that I've fallen in love so much with storytelling, 
I want to somehow maybe next year, like devote pretty much the entire year to me writing a script to now like produce or re- direct a short film or essentially an entire film in itself. That's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool just seeing you just going with the flow and producing. Like you just said one important word there and that's like producing, you know. If you keep in the flow of just continuing to produce work that you love, like you said, is absolutely limitless. And for myself, like I see an artist, like creativity and in a weird way, I see business. Those two things are very similar to me because because I'm very creative. So I don't see business as, you know, there's someone wearing a suit and tie and and it's like structures and stuff. I see business as like, hey, I want to create something that people will love. Maybe it's a book and then this is going to be an adventure. And will it work out? I actually don't know, but I'm going to better myself to do this thing, to see what happens. And for me, that's where growth is. Just like taking a chance and, and continue to push to make sure that you're not comfortable. And I know a lot of people ask me like, when's enough enough? Like, why do you keep pushing? Why do you keep doing things? Surely you should be just sort of hanging it up. But like yourself, like, is enough enough ever? You know, a lot of people would see you and say, there's so much success there. You're so creative. You're bringing out things like, surely you're just going to hang up the boots and just hang out for the rest of your life. But I know for yourself, you're thinking like, what do you mean? I haven't even started. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's one important thing that people need to like, I think, I think if they take anything away from like our time speaking together and listening to me is to, again, the whole comparing thing, the comparison, um, competing with others type of thing is that I think so many people get caught up, especially with social media now is that everyone always sees the the happiness or the success of like where people are at. And they start feeling that really deeply within themselves of like, dang, like I want to be there or I can't wait to be there. And so I feel like they only strive for that moment of like, I want to be there. Like, for example, I, I recently hit a hundred K on Instagram and my sister, she's now like really going full force on social media. And so I've been like showing her everything that I know in regards to social media and it's been helping her grow like her business with what she wants to do. And she was telling me like she, this morning, actually, I was having coffee with her and she was telling me, I get so caught up in the numbers. Like when I lose like a hundred followers or X amount. And so then I was like, let me show you something. And so I remember like I pulled up my phone and I went to my, my stats, my insights. And then I showed her like how many people hadn't followed me just for that week. And it was like, 900 people or something and i showed it to her i was like that's like my norm but if i were to focus on that and only that of like the numbers or like the people unfollowing me like i wouldn't continue growing to where what the next step is or what the next piece of content that i'm creating i told her you need to shift your focus on what you want to bring out to your your audience because of the x amount of followers you have then at that point, if you focus on that, the people who, what I always say, if you funk with me, I funk with you. If you focus on the people who really support you for and stay and have stayed there for years, then that audience is just going to grow. And these milestones that you reach are going to be just like endless. They're just going to be like, cool, I reached it. Now it's next to, on to the next thing. Like for the longest time, I thought, cool, once I reach 100,000, like I made it kind of thing. But I reached it. And I remember I filmed myself like hitting that number and it felt really nice for that one moment, that like ah refreshing moment. And I was like, ah, like I hit it like amazing. But then it was like, 
let's continue. Like, let's, let's again, kick it up a notch. Like I just started like that feeling was okay, but now it's like, let's, let's keep going. Let's see how far I can take it. So cool, man. I think like just putting it out to the listeners, there's it's such a powerful message, you know, focus on the things that you want and put less focus on the things that are not working out in your life, the things that are out of your control, the things that are bringing you down or the, or there's always like a minority of something like it's almost like a thorn in the foot, like one little thing, the followers unfollowing or something. And we forget to look at the big picture and go, hey, yeah, 100 followers or 900 followers just unfollowed, but 100,000 people are here ready to funk with me. So that is you, you know? So I think that's really important. And just to recap on today's episode, we started off talking about, you know, creativity and going full force into what you believe in and the vision that you have that makes you proud and putting it out there. We talked about getting comfortable, getting vulnerable, using our empathy, using our our life skills, people skills, like being nice, like the power of being nice, which you know not many people talk about. Hey, and just like a just a random little story, I won an award when I was in high school. I was Mr. Nice Guy, and people still pay me out for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then also, you know, don't be scared to to take on those projects like we were just talking about before, Chewy, where you started the book, but you didn't even know what the title was going to be, what was going to be in the book, how is it going to look, but you knew you're going to create it. And I think so many people get so stuck on trying to find out what the first step is or what the 10th step is, and they don't set the goal and they never actually go out and do those things. But if you just simply say to yourself, this is a project that's deep, to me that I want to create. And from there, like things will open up. There people will come and help. You'll find a roadmap. Things always work out and you just simply need to get started because like we are talking about before, like fill up your calendar, make sure there's no white space, keep yourself out of trouble and then you can absolutely achieve so many things. So thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's It was good, as good as I thought it was going to be and I'm just so thankful to have you here. So where can my listeners go over and find you. They can head over to my website, treephotos.com or my Instagram at treephoto. And yeah, man, thank you so much for your sweet words. I really appreciate you having me on here. It's such an honor being here and saying whatever it is that, that I know over to your listeners. And I can't wait to, to hear it when it comes out. Yeah, I know they're all going to be appreciating it. And I think it's fair for me to say, I say thank you on behalf of the listeners. So thank you, man. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.